0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to morning inspirations go ahead and clap your hands stump your feet I don't know if you guys felt that but I just felt all of that energy clapping my hands, stumping my feet over here waving side to side I don't know about you guys but I need me some good old mood music in the morning times whether it's a soft melody whether it's praise and worship whether it's just giving God some glory out of my own mouth I can't Sing two tunes in a bucket But I try and that is all That matters that I do Give him the glory Let's go ahead and give him some glory right now Where you stand Heavenly Father we thank you this morning For the very breath that we're breathing right now We thank you this morning For your grace and your mercy Because we know that it's everlasting Oh Heavenly Father We thank you for your love And your kindness oh Father God For loving us just the way that we are Father God God, for accepting us just the way that we are, Father God. We thank you for keeping your hedge protection around and about us, oh Heavenly Father, and all things that we do, Father God. We thank you for keeping your hands on our lives, Father God. We thank you for the blood. Father God, we thank you for your favor. Oh, Heavenly Father and your grace and mercy that endures forever and ever. Father God, we thank you for saving us, Father God, from ourselves. Oh, Father God, we thank you for our children, our spouses, family and friends. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our nation's leaders. Father God, direct them in the paths in which they need to go. Father God, to lead us. Father God, Father God, we thank you for the light that shines so brightly Through us Father God Without you Father God We know that we can do nothing Father God Let our light shine on this day Father God Let our light be a beacon of hope To someone else Father God Use us as your vessel Father God Father God use us in every which way That you will have your way in our lives Father God Go before us Father God Proceed us in all things that we do Father God On this day In Jesus name we pray Amen and amen guys. So I hope you guys are ready for this beautiful, beautiful Friday that God has blessed us in today. If you got all your working organs and limbs and you moving about, whether you're moving slowly or moving swiftly, thank Him for everything that He's doing. If you're in the sound of my voice, thank Him for your hearing. Thank Thank Him for your hearing. Thank Him for 2020 Vision, for having breath in your body this morning. So guys, when we left off yesterday, I was reading to you guys or telling you guys a little bit about Joseph, Jacob's favorite, the one that he bought the coat of many colors. And everybody knows this particular Uh, story in the Bible and if you don't I'm going to give you a little insight on what I've been reading and for many of you if you're new to the show because I have picked up some new listeners I am reading his word again for the second time in my adult life and I am finding pleasure and enjoyment I am picking up things that I did not pick up before he's given me insight he's given me words to meditate on as I apply it to my life on a daily basis. I told you guys before that the Bible is a roadmap to life. And if you follow it, keep going, keep going straight, straighten up the things that's going on in your life, especially if you knowingly know that you're not, there's some areas right there that you can't take control of, that you know that you quite, you know, you could clean that up, whether it be your attitude, maybe it be where you speak to someone, then go ahead and start working on that. Every day is not going to be a good day. Every day is not going to be a perfect day, but that's where his grace and his mercy comes about in. He is it endures forever and ever. He knows the things that we're going to say before we say and do them, and we just thank him for that. We thank him for his love. We thank him for the do-overs. We thank him for giving us a time to get ourselves together, for falling down and being able to get back up. And he never leaves us. We leave him. So whenever you fall down, remember where you fell down at. Get back up and keep running. Get back up and keep walking. You know, it's nothing like getting back up. There's no shame in falling down at all. There is no shame in it. Get back up. Ask him to forgive you for anything that you said, done, or thought, and just keep moving. Keep moving. That's the walk. That's the wall. We all fall short. That is the wall. But what we do is we decide and we make up our minds. How are old folks used to say, I got a made up mind? I got a made up mind. And I made up my mind that any area that I'm falling short in, first I'm gonna take it to my Heavenly Father and ask him to create in me a clean heart, a clean spirit. Help me make my cricket path straight. And then the things that I know that I'm doing, you know, I'm gonna try to clean them up. I'm gonna work on it a little bit. Every day. Victoria J used to be a cuss of y'all. And every now and again, a cuss word would slip, but not like it did back in the day. I was a cusser and Peter was a cusser in the Bible. He was a cusser, but glory be to God. God quickens me. So whenever I curse or think about cursing, whether somebody cut me off in traffic or I burned my finger or cut my finger or whatever, I'm quick to repent. Ask God to forgive me. I'm still working. He I'm still a work in progress. I know you guys heard me say, you know, I'm not gonna say I'm a work in progress anymore. I'm working on it. Well, yes, I'm working on it, but God is still got me on the potter's swear, So therefore, I can do nothing with that. I'm still the work in progress as, as far as he is concerned. He's still working on me. He's still reshaping, making, and molding me. He's still tearing me down one day and building me back up for his glory the next. And the tearing down, I don't mind so much of because he's getting rid of all that garbage, all that stuff that I didn't need to hold on to anyway. And let God clean you up, ask him to come in your life and clean you up, get rid of that envy, hatred, the strife, get rid of the profanity, get rid of anything that's not like Christ in your life. It's not an easy thing to get rid of things that we enjoy so much, but when we start working on it, It becomes easier and easier every day. Like getting into his word and his daily bread. Thirsting for that bread. Thirsting for that water. That living water. For it to get down on the inside of you. You gotta do it every day. You can't just go to church on Sunday, listen to the pastor read it to you, or put put it up on some large jumbo uh, projector. You gotta read it for yourself. You gotta get in that word, find you a scripture. Read it for yourself on a daily basis. Take five minutes of your time and get in there and find something that you can hold tight to that's going to get you through that day. Don't worry about tomorrow. He told us not to worry about tomorrow because it will take care of itself. He also told us to work on our faith. Have faith as small as a mustard seed. He told us don't worry about that. Work on our faith. Believe, 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 believe. Help our unbelief, Father, on this day. He did tell us if he can clothe the lilies in the field and the birds in the air, how much more can he clothe us? Oh, ye a little faith. can on over to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you got some free time on your hands this weekend, get in his word. Or perhaps pick up where I'm at. In Genesis, and read along with me. We're gonna carry this thing into 2024. God is doing something new in me, I am excited for it. Ask Him to do something new in you, too. So, guys, we are over here with Jacob and Joseph. Uh, Rachel has passed away, she had Benjamin. Um, Joseph is. Jacob's favorite he dots on him they the my commentary calls him a darling he is his favorite he's his comforter he is his company he is willing and obedient and waiting for to just do something to please his father and his other brothers are not happy with this they see the favoritism they see how Jacob now Israel dots on Joseph And there's some envy there. There's some jealousy and a strife. And it doesn't make it any better that Joseph is having these dreams. And he's coming along and he's telling his brothers, he's telling his dad, look, this is what I dreamed. And when you read it, it almost sounds boastful. It almost sounds boastful. But it's not. It's not. It's in the way that you receive it. I went on over to my commentary and I looked up some different things, some different descriptions where they break down what's going on here in this particular scene. And what I found out is Joseph, he was somewhat of a prophet. They said he was more so of a prophet than a politician. That's what they said in my commentary. And they said, you know, maybe due to his young age that he didn't realize knowingly that when he was telling his dreams to his brothers, they were just building up more envy, hatred and strife. There was always envy and hatred there. He could feel it. He knew that his brothers had a distaste for him coming towards him. But Telling his dreams with his young age, you know, he didn't know possibly that this was gonna agitate him. You know, he said that he had a dream that he he had a dream that they were binding sheaves, and sheaves is a buckle stalk of grain that lay cut likewise and tied together and they're believed to be they symbolize abundance and prosperity as it represents the fruits of labor and the blessings of God and he tells his brother this dream you know I see I had a dream that my she's was uh uh, standing tall and y'all was just around me sporadically around me and his brothers are angry with him about him telling them that and he says to them they say to him shall thou reign over us shall thou reign over us shall thou have dominion over us like who do you think you are coming to us trying to tell us that your sheaves are gonna uh um Your sheaves are standing mightier and taller than ours. And the meaning of this, you have come to is you know, you're going to reign over us. We're going to have to bow down to you. Is that so? Is that so? So, here we go. Here we go with the hatred. Here we go with the hatred. Chapter 37, verse 7. For behold, we are binding our sheaves in the field. And lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood around and about. And it made a obeisance to my sheaf. And his brother said unto him, verse 8. Shall thy indeed reign over us? Or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams, for his words. And his dream, and he dreamed yet another dream, and he told it to his brothers. Oh, wait now, second dream. Behold, I have dreamed a dream more, and behold, the sun and the moon and eleven stars made obeisance to me. I looked up that word obeisance is a gesture of expressing respect to bow or to cursey. And he told his father and his brethren of this dream. And he said, his father rebuked him, kind of lightly chastised him and said unto him, What is that dream thou hast dreamed? Shall I thy mother and I thy brothers indeed come bow down ourselves to thee, to the earth? That's verse 10, chapter 37, verse 10. And his brother envied him, but his father observed the saying, and his brothers went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Do not thy brother feed the flock in Shechem. Come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said to him, Here I am. Let's stop right there. Now, we know that Joseph is his father's favorite. But as we see right there, Joseph is also willing to be obedient to his father, Jacob. He's gone back and he's given him reports on his brother, good and evil. But they say evil reports, the things that they were plotting in their head. Because you got to remember, they just came out of the land where... Simon and Levi, they have slaughtered this whole camp of men while they were healing after being circumcised. They have plundered their goods. They have taken their women and children. And they had to get up and go. It's almost like packing on the run <laughs> if somebody's after you in real life. You got to go. And Jacob's looking over his shoulders. So the moral of that story right there was... When he sent Joseph out to check on his brothers and she came to check on them feeding the flock, that's a father being concerned. That's a son being obedient to his father, even though he knew his brothers didn't care for him. And Jacob's, you know, he's a little bit older. He's a more wiser So it has not escaped him what his sons has done and why they had to flee in the first place. He has taken refuge in the fact, comfort, should I say, in the fact that him and Joseph have this bond. It's said that in my commentary, Joseph had a relaxed nature and was always lavished with luxuries. Even though he was a shepherd like his brothers. But his father dotted on him more. So I I chalked it up to be them just being pals. Daddy, where you go, I go. What you do, I do. If dad was relaxing and having a conversation, then that's where I want to be. Daddy asked me to get up and give you a drink of water or go feed the cattle. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be obedient. And the brothers saw this. And sometimes, some of us, we do have favorites among our children. Not that it's right, but the heart does what the heart wants to do. But sometimes, some of us do have favorites. Maybe because, you know, that one looked like you. Or, or maybe because the other one is, is just giving you so much trouble and so much grief. And then you had one over here. I've all, I've heard everybody it from the time that I was little. You know, such and such just gives me a hard time. I just pray for him. But here you got such and such. And God, she is so nice and she's so sweet. You know, that's my angel right there. Anything that I ask her to do, she don't grumble. She don't fight me on it. You can barely recognize that she's in the house. We've all had those conversations with somebody, somewhere, or another. But then you have the other children sitting, watching. And it hardens their heart. And they can be jealous, and they can be envious, and and there can be some strife here. But I believe in this particular story that was what God was doing. That's my belief, not something that someone else told me. And maybe God to come along and change my mind on this one. And if anybody else got some insight, please, please, please leave me a message. Um, I believe that that is the way this had to go so that God could use Joseph for his glory. Everything that God does in our life, as I told you on yesterday, is for his glory. So they had to have a hardened heart. And heart. A made up mind about their brother. a made up mind to whereas when they seen him coming towards them, chapter 37 verse 18 tells us, and when they saw him at far off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said to one another, behold, the dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him to a pit, and we will say some evil beast has devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. There you go. Heart and hearts, envy and hatred for your brother. Somebody that has the same blood running through their veins, and we all have been there a time or two in our life. Whether you shook it off and was able to get over it and God was able to release you, break that yoke for your disdain or hatred for someone or something that they did to you. We've all been there. It's a test. It's a test. But Reuben heard it. And he delivered them out of his hands, out of their hands. And he said, let us not kill them. Reuben said to them, shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness and lay no hand upon him that he may ride, rid him, that he may rid him out of their hands to deliver him to their father again. And it came to pass when Joseph has come unto his brethren, they stripped Joseph out of his coat, the coat of many colors that was on him. And they took him and they cast him into the pit and the pit was empty, there was no water in it. And they sat down to eat bread and they lifted their eyes and looked and behold, a company of Ishmaelites came upon with their camera bearing spices and all sorts of goodies bombs, carrying it down to Egypt. So, on Monday, we're going to get into where Joseph ends up. One significant note was that Reuben, he took up for his brother. He said, no, let's not kill him, but let's cast him into this pit in hopes that he could return to his father. My commentary tells me that Reuben probably should have been the one that was with the plan. He's the firstborn. He's Leah's firstborn, Jacob's firstborn. But more so, he acts as a friend, a best friend unto Joseph, trying to figure out how not to go against his brother, which were many, how not to be the odd man out. So he's kind of trying to figure out a way to let them know, yeah, I'm with y'all. Because I want to get rid of him too. The dreamer. The bolster. But. Let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. So they did cast him in that pit. But here comes Judah. Here comes Judah. And he says to him. He says to him. Let. What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal the blood? He said, let's not get, let, let, let's not our hands be upon him. I mean, he's still our brother. So now you got Reuben and Judah. They ain't got their foot quite all the way in, but it ain't all the way out of the situation either. For me, applying that to my life, as I take my faith walk, having a made up mind, having a made up mind to keep running for my heavenly father until he tells me to stop, until he breathes no life in my body Anymore, but I'm not gonna have one foot in and one foot out. That's for me personally, and as we apply it to our lives, sometimes we can do this yes, no, maybe thing. Maybe is just a sure way of you not exactly saying yes, but not exactly saying them. No. this is what Reuben was doing in the beginning in hopes that he could save his brother's life and return him to his father he knew the love there he knew the love there Judah I suppose was like you know I don't think I want no blood on my hands but I want to be rid of him too so let's just sell him Let's sell him, let's go on back. Tell dad that he got mauled and killed by a beast, somebody, something in the wilderness. On his way to us and we found his coat. We'll get into that on Monday. Don't be in between. I want to say this to you don't be in between. And not with your walk, not just with your walk, but any any situation that comes in your life. The Bible tells us let your yes be yes and your no be no. Let your yes be a yes and your no be no. Don't go alone to get alone. Walk in your purpose. Walk in your new name. If God has his hands on you like I know he does, because he has his hands on every last one of us, every last one of us that get up and breathe breath on the next day, he still has his hands on you. There is time to make a concrete yes or a concrete no. But don't go alone and get along with anybody in any situations, whether it be on your job, in your home. Let God fight your battles. Let Him fight your battles. Let Him fight for you. You don't have to fight. This is something that I learned and that I'm still learning. Everything does not have to be said, everything doesn't reserve, deserve a reaction. Especially if you're holding tight to God. He can fight your battles. He can move any obstacles out of your way. He's gonna give his angels charge over you in every situation. Don't go alone and get alone. Don't be that maybe. Make it a concrete yes or a concrete no. Be blessed on this beautiful Friday that God has woke us up in if you can't do anything else find yourself in a Bible based church this weekend fellowshipping with like minded people giving God some glory it's not about the building it's not about who's in it it's about you spending time with your heavenly father gathered together making sweet music calling out his name Letting the Holy Spirit come on in and have his way. Peace and blessings to you all. Don't forget to stop by our new store over on Bonfire. Get yourself a t-shirt. Go straight, turn right. We have our signature 12 Street Talk Back t-shirts, our Freedom Friday t-shirts. I gal. Uh, Our Freedom Friday Gal Chat T-shirts, our Queen's Table Talk T-shirts. We have our Community T-shirt over there. All proceeds from purchasing the Community T-shirt is going to go into giving back to the community. I've tried this one time before with just accepting donations. I'm still accepting donations. You can head on over to Spotify The links will be in the description below. You can donate as little as 99 cents up to whatever you want to donate to help out the show. So that we can give back in this community. It's not about just monetary either. It's not just about giving back monetarily. Giving your 10% ties or your offering. Giving your time. Getting in your word. That's giving back, getting in your word so that you'll have something to share with someone else. That's what this thing is all about. That's the walk, keeping your cup full, asking God to keep your cup full until it dwells and overflows. Can't pour out an empty cup. So if you don't have it monetarily, get in your word, spend some time with God there so they can overflow. Through you, he can use you as a vessel. Peace and blessings to you all. And if it be in God's will, we'll be right back here on Monday. This podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria J from 12th Street Talk Back and Morning Inspirations. Did you guys pour into yourself? I hope you poured into yourself today. If not, sometimes we can need a little bit more pouring. And today, I'm here to offer you just that with my new friends and partners, Faithful Counseling. You all always hear me talk about partnering with my Christian comrades and Christ and always needing that extra shoulder to lean on as well as my faith. Well, today you can take comfort in having that exact same partner with Faithful Counseling. Thank you, Faithful Counseling, for sponsoring This podcast with faithful counseling, you will get access to your needs and you'll be matched with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. That's right. Who is a practicing Christian? You can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's text, chat, phone or video call and you can message your therapist at any time to schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. And if your therapist isn't the right fit, for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. With Faithful Counseling, you get the same professionalism and quality you can expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More schedule and flexibility and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at faithfulcounseling.com slash 12 Back. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash 12 Back. I've also linked it in the description below. Let's start pouring into yourself today with your new partner at Faithful Counseling.